This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Said Shema, and we've talked about the oneness of God, like in real terms of oneness, like oneness and no otherness. So then we whisper the words Baruch Shem Kavod Malchusay Nelam We whisper these. What are they? Six Baruch Shem Kavod Malchusay Nelam Six words. We whisper these six words. Now there's a couple of questions. One, why do we whisper them? Secondly, why do we say them? Because they're not part of the Torah. Meaning when we start Vahapta, that's back to the Torah. That's what comes after Shema. Why do we pause and whisper these other words? Um, but uh, what, I, what I want to share with you is the following. The reason we whisper is because how Hashem is hidden in creation. That's the idea. Whispering, when you whisper to someone, you're trying to hide what you're saying. So we're saying God is ultimate oneness, but there's a world down here. There's like physicality. So when I mention how God infuses the physical world with his oneness, I'm going to whisper that. Okay, we have the same notion in the, of, uh, I'm not going there right now, but the, Whatever, there's a, there's a small hay in the Torah. You know how some letters are big in the Torah and some letters are little? There's a tiny hay in the Torah. And we learn that God created the world with that tiny hay. Why with the tiny hay? Because, because the world is such a, it's such a downside, such a step-down conversion of infinite oneness. That it's this little concept. So that's the whispering. That's why we whisper. But the actual words, Baruch Shem Kaboid, Every one of those words is actually a code word for downsize. Every word is a code, code word for this kind of finiting, if you can turn finite into a verb, finiting of infinite, creating finite from infinite, this downsizing, this squelching, this veiling, this occulting into, into physicality. So, for example, the word baruch, the word Baruch means to lower also. It's from the word knees. The word in Hebrew for the word for knee is Berich. If you look, look at my stature now. Okay, let's say I'll put this pen at my height. Look at my stature now when I put my legs, my knees down. Okay? When you, when you have a camel go down, you ever seen a camel go down? It first goes down its front legs and then it slides down. But it goes to its knees. The word is lahavriach. It's this bringing down. So the whole point of the knees is humility and bringing down. You know, some people pray on bent knees. Other religions, we do. We go down on our knees on Rosh Hashan and Yom Kippur, and then all the way down. But it all starts. It's, it's to be korea, to to go down on your knees. Vahanachnu korim. That's the knees, just lowering. Okay, that's baruch. The next word is shame. Which means name, Baruch Shem right? Name. The word name, right? Shem is what it means is that every Hashem created the world ultimately with Himself, out of Himself, out of His names. He used names to create the world. There's many names of God, and each one relates to something. There's a name of expanded flow, which is Yud and Hey and Vav and Hey Hashem. There's a name of Shah and then Dai. It says it on the Mezuzah, Shin Dalad Yud. What's that mean? Shed Dai. That it's enough. That's a limiter type of name of God. Limits. It's enough. 
don't bowl over the creation with infinite light. Name Elohim, which kind of gives, it's also a bordering name that creates a uh, more of a vessel for the light to fulfill in. So the whole world is made of God's name. So Baruch means to lower. Shame is how God, so to speak, shows up in physical. Of course, so to speak. God doesn't necessarily show up in physical, but you understand that's shame. Kavod, the word kavod means honor or glory. And the word kavod is also meaning, I don't know how to tell you this exactly, but one of the names for God in this world is kavod. Uh, they say are the angels. They don't know who to bow down to. Whether to bow down to God or bow down to us. They, they don't know who to bow down to because they see that Hashem's kavod is both here and there. Although the true place of God's kavod is up there. Uh, Malchuso is obviously meaning this world. Malchuso means his kingdom. Melech. Malchuso. His kingdom. So, and then uh, Le'olam is also talking about this world because you know what the word, the root ayin lamed mem means? World. Means world and also means hidden. Ne'elam means hidden. So God is hidden in the world. He's hidden in the physicality. So it's the same, every word of that sentence is hinting at this oneness. And then va'ed. Va'ed is, that's a more Kabbalistic one. It's a play on the word echad. The last word of Shema is echad. And the word va'ed is a Kabbalistic uh, numerical play on the word echad. Okay. That's Brochem Kavod Malchusa Lamad. So where we've gotten to now is we've understood that God is, you know, that oneness. So there's like in there's inside space and then there's outside space. And Hashem is ultimately both Inside and outside space and time, really, it's all his oneness, that's all there really is. But then what we're going to be discussing now is to go into understanding, let's bring our circle back now. What we're going to be understanding is how infinite moves towards the finite. So what we're going to find is that there's intermediate stages of infinite moving towards finite. And we're going to understand those stages in detail. So it would look like this. You've got this. This is like outside space and time on this side. Then you've got this whole new realm in the middle, which has two stages. Stage one is here. Stage two is here. And then stage three is our world. Meaning we live inside here. You know, our galaxy would be like that dot there. Inside there. Now it's all made of God. And I would keep the squiggly lines throughout the whole thing, representing that it's all really of God. 
but I've now created some space. It's so to speak, so not real space, but I've created the space for these intermediate sections of creation of going from this eminent outside space and time to this imminent inside space and time with the intermediate stages. So what it turns out at the end is what Kabbalists generally discuss is four worlds, four different realms. That's one, two, three, four. Now, two of them we've already discussed in great detail. One is the God's absolute oneness surrounding the creation. We've also just, we don't need to discuss the fact that we live inside this world. I mean, when you see a bus driving down the street, you know it's something you might want to think twice about before you step off the curb. And we know this world has its reality to it. This is like the matrix. This is the, what create, what's creating the matrix. Um, meaning the, the, what's emanating the world. But these intermediate stages are filtering stages, which are filtering out the infinite light to become ultimately matter. Now, physicists and Kabbalists agree basically down the line. But most importantly, physicists agree with Kabbalists that the world is made of light energy. And so too the Kabbalists say that out here is this emanation of light energy. We call it the Or Ein Sof in Hebrew. It's called the Or Ein Sof. Or Ein Sof. And they would call it light energy. And the orane soap is only going to create light. Anything it creates is light. It's all it does is emanate. It emanates light. Well, if it emanates light, then all there will be is light. The only way that there can be a physical world is if that light is filtered out in some way, which is very much like a film projector that has its light that now emanates light, and then it has the cells of film that filter that light from the screen and when you see an image on that screen that screen is where the light isn't if you see some I don't know Harrison Ford you know running down the street you know and was he was he Indiana Jones yeah he's running down the street Indiana Jones running down the street where you see him running down the street on that image that's where the light isn't because that's where the cell of film had color and it was filtering out the image of Indiana Jones so matter really comes from the filtering of light those four realms we got to know the names for them so we're going to learn them now so the outer name we're going to call them like this one two Three, and four. One, two, three, and four. The outer name is called Atsilus. The next name is called Berea. The next name is called Good morning. The next name is called 
Yitzira. I want you to learn these names, especially you're hanging out with those Kabbalists at dawn. You still hanging out with the Kabbalists at dawn? That's why you're falling asleep. 45 minutes longer today. It was 45 minutes longer today. Sarah, the last one is called Asiya. Okay? Atsilus, Berea, Yitzira, Asiya. We've got to learn these four words right now. Okay? Atsilus means... Does it show up on the board, by the way, on the film? Yeah. So Atsilus means emanation. Is that an A or an E? E-M-M. A-M-A-N-A-T-I-O-N. E-M-A-N-A-T-I-O-N. It's one. E-M-A-N. Oh, two. There's not two M's. Emanation to an A there? Yeah. Emanation. Then Berea means something from nothing. Okay. Yitzira means something from something, otherwise known as formation. Okay. And then Asiya means action. Okay? You getting this, David? So, another word for this is, um, so this is, Atsilis means to emanate. Berea means something from nothing, meaning the, up here there is no, it's just undivi- indivisible oneness in that light. But here it's already divi- here it's already breaking into parts, so to speak. You understand there's no, there's no differentiation in the light. So it's something from nothing. This is the nothing, and this is the something. Now the, the word Berea literally means creation. The reason I don't like writing that is because you might confuse it with the physical creation, which is Asiya. You see that? Asiya is the actual physical creation. So, But the word creation in Hebrew, which is Berea, means to create something from nothing, which, by the way, has no uh, physical counterpart. There's no such thing in the physical world of something from nothing. Everything's causative. Causality is what... Anything you look at comes from some cause. So it's something from something. Which is the next word. That's Yitzira. Yitzira means formation. So it's something from something. Just like um, just like if you um, I don't know, you take a blob of clay and you make a bowl out of it, it's something from something. You formed it, right? You would say he's forming it. The question is where the clay come from? Where the claim comes from, that would be creation. Hashem created clay. Okay, next is asia, which I put the little action. Action. It's from the word doing. La asot. Ma ata ose. What are you doing? Ose. So that's the word asia. It's from the word ose. It's the world of action. That's our world. So that's the inner circle. Clear? Okay. So you see the two intermediate stages are going from the actual oneness to separateness. And then, but then the third stage is already taking 
that separateness and forming something of it, which will ultimately be forming our world, the physical world. Okay, so let's just practice those four names real quick. Um, just same with me. Okay, looking and then not looking. Ready? Atsilus, Ruria, Yitzira, Asiya. Again, Atsilus, Ruria, Yitzira, Asiya. Let's go backwards from our world. Asiya, Yitzira, Ruria, Atsilus. Again, Asiya, Yitzira, Ruria, Atsilus. Okay, now same without looking at all. Top one. Atsilus, Luria, Yitzira, Asiya. Okay, let's go over the other way. Asiya, Yitzira, Luria, Atsilus. Okay, so what would you say is the world of action? Asiya. What would you say is the world of emanation? That emanates light. That's, that's great. What would you say is the first stage of of separateness from the oneness? Berea. What would you say is the next intermediate stage, which is now taking that separateness but making it into things? It's zero. Excellent. Now we're going to focus on the Berea level for a few minutes. The Berea level of creation is. Um, relates to, actually in physics, it relates in quantum physics, it relates to holograms. You guys know what holograms are? Three-dimensional. Yeah, they're three-dimensional things. They require no screen. Like if you ever see a hologram, the most famous hologram was probably the first hologram, was Princess Leia that R2-D2 shot out an image of Princess Leia sending, I think, a distress uh, signal to distress message. Obi-Wan Kenobi, I need your help. Is that what she said? Obi-Wan Kenobi, I need your help. So what happens with holograms is our, ish, our discussion is more going to be um, discussing the holographic plate that, that causes that image. Holograms are amazing things. Josh, we need you to be a little active here on the video for a sec. So I'm coming over here a bit. So the... The way it works is like this. You see, a holographic, that's fine, a holographic plate is allocational in the image that it will emit. It's allocational. Unlike a slide, like when you see a slideshow, it is locational. Meaning when you stare at a slide, hold it up to the light, you'll see there's the mountain and there's the brook and there's the deer. They have a location on the slide. A holographic plate, it, you can't make sense of any of it. You just stare at it and just, I don't know what it would look like exactly. But somehow when you shine a, a laser through it, it creates a 3D image of a mountain and a brook and a deer and it creates a 3D. You don't need a screen even. But every micro, micrometer, every micrometer of that image of that holographic plate contains the whole information. It's not locational. The river, the brook, the mountain, they're all in every micrometer of that plate. Let's do it like this. Let's say uh, I have a 
slide. Okay, there's a slide. It's a picture of a man. Okay, there's a picture of a man on the slide. Now, if I and now I've got a you know I've got a, a light source. This is the movie. This is going to be the. It's going to emit light to shine it through. And here's the screen. Now, if I shine a light through that, you're going to get a picture of a man over here, right? On the screen. Now, what if I cut that slide in half? Oops, did the wrong half. What if I cut that slide in half? What are you going to picture on the screen? Half a man, right? Now, it's different on a holographic plate. A holographic plate, here's the man. Now, of course, as I said before, there won't be a man because everything in there, in that plate, has all the information. I just have a man there just so you remember that it's going to be, and you don't need a screen anymore because it's going to be 3D. It's just going to stand there in three dimensions. So, when, when, when I shine that light, through there, it's going to be a three-dimensional image of a man. But what if I cut that plate in half? If I cut that plate in half and now shine the light through it, you know what it's going to be an image of over here? The whole three-dimensional man, just lower resolution. It won't be as clear. And if I slice it even more, and I've just got his head, it slice away everything but the head, you know, what's it going to be? It's going to be the whole image of the man, just less resolution. If I slide, if I put it through even like one eye, I, I get rid of everything but just the man's eye. So all that's left is his eye. And I shine the light through his eye, you'll get a whole image of the man. Just very lower resolution. In other words, in holographic images, the every part of it has the whole. It's alocational. There's no location you can point to on the holographic plate that represents anything in the locational world. Once it shines that 3D image, well, now it's got location. I can point to it. Say, here's Princess Leia's eyebrow. Here's Princess Leia's mouth. Here's her ear. It has location. But in R2-D2, who emanated it, it's alocational in that holographic level. It's clear? Okay. So that is the world, going over here, that is the world of of Berea. So Berea, this level, stage here, is a holographic realm where everything's within everything, within everything, within everything. And we'll go into more detail on that another day this week. Shalom, everyone. Have pleasant dreams. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.